This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with Certified Financial Planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Welcome to today's bonus edition of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. With everything that's been going on with the COVID virus and the markets going up and then going down, I wanted to break away from money and wealth, and I wanted to talk a little bit about stress today. So I have a friend of mine on today, uh, Michaela Tomberlin, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what stress is and how to deal with it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. So today we have Michaela Tomberlin um, talking with us, and Michaela is a counselor, and we're going to be talking about some some how stress affects us and some stress management techniques. So, hello, Michaela, and please tell us a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah. Hi, David. Thanks for having me on. So I am a licensed professional counselor in a private practice here in Anderson. Um, I got my degree from Appalachian State University. Um, a long time ago, 1997, graduated and have done a, a lot uh, in the in the public sector, and then turned to having a private practice outpatient clinic in 2010. I work with uh, all uh, all ages and all diagnosis, and um, um, do a lot of court work and a lot of consultation. Awesome. So one of the things that they always say is if you have that one friend in life that you can call uh, in the middle of the night, uh, my wife, uh, Michaela is that friend of my wife. So they are, um, you know, they're BFFs and, and um, it's, they're just a great support system for, uh, for, for each other. Mm -hmm. And the other cool thing about Michaela is her little office is on a farm and she has chickens and we eat her chicken (laughs) eggs all the time, which is awesome. So we, uh, we enjoy that. So there's some crazy stuff going on lately and we have this virus and we have the unknown and we have, is my business going to shut down? Are we all going to die? And just all kinds of things. Some are rational, some are not. So um, this is stressful. And what does stress do to our body and what does it do to our mind and our relationships? Sure. So the interesting thing about this stress in particularly in particular that we're experiencing right now is that it's multifaceted. Um, it's not just that we've had a hurricane come through and destroyed a certain section of our country or, you know, a, a family illness where there's one kind of issue going on and we're having to deal with that. This is multi-level. This is national. This is personal. This is hitting our financial uh, stability. This is affecting our social lives. It's affecting our jobs. It's affecting our children. So the stress that we're experiencing right now, all of us, is tremendous. And it's coming from many different areas, not just one thing that we're having to deal with. Do you think it's worse? Because nobody's ever been through the coronavirus. I've, I've had stressful events and, and you know, there are some certain times of stresses that happen every year. Maybe you get stressed out during the holidays and it's happened every year of your life. You can deal with it. This is weird. This is crazy. And it's different. This is weird. And, and the word that my clients keep bringing up when they're in an empty workplace or they're, they happen to be picking up takeout or whatever is that it's eerie. Mm-hmm. It's eerie. I've heard so many of my clients use that word and it is, it's, 
It's strange. None of us have ever been through this before. Uh, we don't know where we're going. Um, we don't even know what's happening some days from hour to hour. So it's a really big deal. Sure, sure. And I mean, you hear all kinds of studies, but what does stress do to our bodies physically? I mean, certainly um, it has to have some negative effects, doesn't it? Absolutely. F uh, stress affects everything. Um, physiologically, it can cause insomnia. It changes our appetite. We're all craving carbs right now. Um, it, uh, it, it affects our irritability. Um, so in this circumstance, we're all a little bit more confined than usual. And so we're a little more irritable because we're stressed. And of course that plays out in our relationships. Um, it affects, it can affect our heart rate. It can affect our blood pressure. Um, it certainly exacer exacerbates every single, uh, uh, any kind of medical illness that we already have existing, it will exacerbate that. So if we have, you know, acid reflux or whatever, it, we're going to probably experience that when we're having stress, but it, it absolutely affects us on every level. I can, I can see that. One of the things that I, I, I know is happening with me is I'm a stress and a boredom eater. And yeah. it's really easy just to wolf down a couple hundred calories without <laughs> even thinking about it. And Absolutely. unfortunately, you hit a certain age and, uh, you know, you could pack on a pound or two or three or 20 um, before the coronavirus is gone. So managing stress <laughs> to me, you know, it's, it's, it's tough for, uh, for sure. Definitely. So for the general public, what are some ways that we can manage stress and, and mitigate stress and, and deal with it? Because... Uh, I can't push a button and make the coronavirus go away uh, today, particularly the stock markets are going up, but you know, yesterday they were down and they may be down tomorrow. And a lot of these things are totally out of our control. So what are some ways that, that we can just manage it and deal with it? Right. So there's a lot of ways and I love your podcast. I think it was from last week, the basic BASIC you talked about because a lot of those things apply directly to our psychological health. That is getting back to the basics, right? Getting back to the things that we do every day that are helpful to us, even small things, staying on a schedule, eating as regularly as we can, reaching out to those BFFs, um, understanding that this is a very stressful time and being patient with ourselves, um, just doing the best that we can under the circumstances. Um, for children, it means reassuring them. It means helping them to make connections. And of course, it's going to be through, you know, our phone calls or texts or whatever they're doing, platforms, keeping them connected as much as possible and connecting to each other. Um, certainly, if we're people who exercise, exercise is a tremendous stress reducer. I wish I could say that I was as active as you and Jill are, um, but any amount of any amount of exercise, even a little bitty walk is helpful to everything in managing stress. As a counselor, do you have any fears? Because I can certainly see there are some unhealthy ways to manage stress. Definitely. Uh, uh, you know, too much drinking, too yep. I mean, I, I could see some really negative consequences coming out of this from society as a whole. I mean, do you have, have fears or worries about self-medications and things like that? I do. Um, in fact, I was just reading a, a, a quick study that um, 
that JAMA did, the Journal of Ameri uh, American Medical Association, just picked up on out of China and talking about um, almost 50% of um, the healthcare workers there, the doctors and the nurses are experiencing increase in depression and almost 45% an increase uh, statistically in anxiety as well as significant insomnia and psychological distress. And when those things happen, absolutely, we can, we can lean on those poor coping mechanisms of, um, you know, to, in excess of any alcohol or other substances, food, um, you know, just getting into those bad habits that aren't good for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how many babies are going to be born nine months from now too? That's right. It's going to be a fun Christmas. I can't it wait. Will. <laughs> might be an expensive Christmas, uh, an expensive, expensive Christmas too. So, yeah, so these are times of change. I mean, just a few weeks ago, um, you know, you and my wife, for example, went out to dinner or you went out to the little wine bar and you can't do that now. And, uh -huh. and um, you know, maybe even looking what your own personal retirement plans might have been. I mean, yeah, accounts are going to come back and that, but still for now, there's some changes in account values and, 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 and even job statuses and everything else. So dealing with change for some people, that's really difficult. Um, in the entrepreneurial world, we kind of maybe thrive on change a lot, right. but um, some people uh, maybe who are more salary type people that don't deal well with change have, what advice do you have on change? Because there certainly is a lot of it right now. Absolutely. So change, you're exactly right. It can be very positive and it can also be, cause people a great deal of stress. There are some people who definitely thrive on it. There are people who, who are, are very fearful of change and have a really difficult time. So the first thing to know is what kind of person are you? You know, do you thrive on change and are you going to take advantage of this and look for the positives? Or are you a person that's not quite as resilient and maybe you need to prop yourself up a little better? Reach out to your financial planner, reach out to a mental health professional, reach out to your friends. Um, but know that, you know, change is inevitable. It just is happening extremely quickly right now. And we need to just do our best to stay centered, to stay focused and to get the support that we need from each other right now, professional and personal. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, and I'm thankful to be in a position where I have a good support system. And, and certainly one of my fears with the schools being out is not, um, you know, not everybody's a good parent like your family and hopefully my family. And some of these kids are probably at home with, without a good support system. And there's just all those dangers that would come uh, you know, anything from being unsupervised to you know, just not, not good care. And, and then, you know, there are crazies out there too. So, so that kind of change is, is certainly, certainly scary. It is. And I want to mention one other thing about that. You know, children thrive on routine and this is really hard for them. I have, I see a good number of children. Every single one of them has told me as bad as they hate school, they would rather be there right now, mm -hmm. uh, which is, kind of been a little surprising, um, especially kids who have any kind of neurodevelopmental or psychological um, challenges already, ADHD, if they're high anxiety, if they're on the autistic spectrum, change this situation they're dealing with is extraordinarily difficult. So it takes even more patience and more good parenting, which we're already stressed ourselves. So mm -hmm. just another area to take a deep breath and get those support systems and reach out and give yourself a break when you need it. Sure. Well, and I think, you know, if, if you take a eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year old kid and you, 
you know, what is their little minds? What do they think the coronavirus is? You know, um, my family, we watched Outbreak the other night, and that's actually a pretty scary movie to see what, <laughs> you know, the graphics and what happened to people. And, um, you know, you wonder sometimes what your kids really think is going to happen. Um, right. I think, you know, statistically, you know, the overwhelming majority of people that get the coronavirus are going to be fine. Yes, mm-hmm. it is a bad virus, and but, you know, whatever the 90, 95% of people will basically have some flu symptoms and recover, but what are your kids having nightmares about and what are they worried about as far as the coronavirus? Or if they have grandparents that are older, you know, they, they, there could be those, uh, those fears out of, um, out of that, so. Right. Um, as they're, as I'm working with my clients, um, the, the younger kids, it seems to me that they understand it pretty well. They know that their, their, their personal health and safety is, is probably going to be okay, but they do have worries about older family members and they're expressing that. Um, but and you can't say, don't worry, grandma is going exactly. to be okay because that's you right. don't know that. And that's, that's a promise right. that you can't keep. So what do you say? You say, that's correct. And we're, you know, it sounds like you're doing everything that you can, like washing hands and staying, you know, that social distancing and not going to grandma's right now is very important. And good thing we have a telephone so you can talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, for kids, they're very in the moment. They're very literal. And so I think the ages that you spoke about, they're probably really not grasping the magnitude of this. Uh, and how this could play out for them in their lives and in their families. They are worried about grandma, um, which is a realistic fear, but until something happens closer to them, I think that's when they'll have more of a personal crisis with it. Mm -hmm. Now, what about the teenagers, the 14, 15, 16 and up? I mean, that's a hard enough age anyway. and now you throw this in and kids missing their senior year in high school. And, you know, it, it seems like, wow, there could be worse things ever, but that should be a memorable time. So what do you think about that age? Uh, I, I feel bad for them. You know, it's a very egocentric age. Um, it's an age all about themselves and their friends, and that's the way it should be. Um, so they don't, doesn't seem like they're taking it quite as seriously in terms of staying home, unless the parent is really enforcing that. Um, but yeah, this is, this is tough on them. I mean, they've worked, you know, some of these kids graduating from high school, they've worked 12 years for this and they're not going to get the ceremony and the recognition that other kids got the year before, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bad for them. so one of my kind of statements lately is I want to be prudent without panic. I mean, obviously this is a serious situation, but what makes somebody go out and buy 200 rolls of toilet paper? Um, (laughs) To me, is it a, is it a control thing? Is it a power thing? Is it a, and I think some of the preppers are actually looking for vindication and hoping that the zombie apocalypse starts, but um, what makes, what do you think is fueling that? Well, if I had to narrow it down to one thing, I would say that people feel out of control because it's unknown. They don't know what's happening. And if they can stock their closet with toilet paper, it makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do us a favor overall, but in the immediate moment, you know, having enough toilet paper seems to be what's making feel people feel more in control. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's crazy. And, you know, as far as having enough food, um, you know, my family, we have a 16-year-old, so it's just literally not possible for us to have enough food. Um, <laughs> So, right. 
I don't, I don't hunt, but we have enough deer by our house that I could learn to hunt pretty yes. quickly and, yes, uh, and, and right. feed our family. So, that's right. Well, good. Well, I've enjoyed this and I think this is just really just sound, solid information. Mm-hmm. I believe that you know, mental health and, and depression and, and, and fear, all of it is real. And, and for us to just deal with it, especially during unprecedented times like this, I think is just so, so important. Primarily our, this podcast talks about money and and money is also kind of a behavioral type topic as well. So did you have any, any, anything else you wanted to add to our discussion during these, during these crazy times? Sure. The last thing I'd like to add is that one of the most difficult issues for people in therapy typically is when there's something in their life that is an unknown. And, you know, people come to me, they're having medical issues, they've been through all these tests, but there's never a diagnosis. Uh, And that unknown piece of a problem or, or a challenge seems to be the very worst for people. It's just the most difficult. They can't, you know, if we have the answer, if we, if we have a plan like, Hey, we're going to be doing this for three more weeks and it's over, we can deal with that. But the unknown of this is such a challenge. And Mm -hmm. again, it's a challenge for us in our pantries. It's a challenge for us in our financial life. It's a challenge for our mental health because we don't know what we're trying to prepare for here. So I would recommend that for all of us, in, in as many ways as we can, we prepare for a marathon instead of just a sprint. So think long-term, think about, I've been preparing my, my younger kids who are in school or at home in school right now. Think about the fact that we may not get back into school this year. So what does that look like for you? I don't know that that's gonna happen, but prepare for that marathon that mental marathon and that will help you feel more in control and feel more powerful in a very unknown situation. Well, that, that's, that is certainly great advice. I think keeping some control and uh, again, controlling what we can control. That's I can't right. control that virus. If I could nope. press a button and make it go away, I would. Um, I don't know. And with the internet, if this would have happened 20 years ago before the internet, I think it's a lot less scary because you have everything from conspiracy theories that the world's going to end to that yeah. the U.S. government made it to the Chinese government made it. Or, right. uh, you know, it's the Democrats trying to kill Republicans and Republicans right. trying to kill Democrats to, right. I mean, there's just so many theories out there that um, it, it does get, it's difficult to know what's true and probably none of it is true, but, right. but um, what do you, can you do other than look on your phone all day and surf the internet when you can't leave the house? So. Right. so go outside, look at some chickens and, Look at the flowers and enjoy as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I drove past the boat landing the other day and the boat landing was closed. And I was just thinking, that's, oh. it, it was Saturday, it was a beautiful day. And if you're into fishing, yes, what a great time just to go out right. on the boat with your family and fish right. and, and there's nobody else near you. So to me, right. that was going a little bit overboard as far yep. as closing things that shouldn't have been closed because right. that would have been a great you know, it was a beautiful weekend here in Anderson, South Carolina. But and that was a great to, uh, pun, David. Nope. They went overboard. That there you go. See, <laughs> I'm even uh, even funny when I don't even, when I don't try. So awesome. Well, cool. Well, good yeah. deal. So yeah. really enjoyed this conversation. Um, would me. love to 
tap at your expertise, um, you know, maybe a couple times a year, sure. um, just from the, 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 the therapist point of view of, of just basic financial and behavioral topics. And I think, um, I think that could benefit us all. So that wraps up this week's bonus episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. I hope that this conversation with Michaela Tomberlin was able to shed some light and give some perspective on stress and how to handle stress, what stress does to you, and and just some coping mechanisms that can, during these really troubling times, help us all out. Uh, speaking of help us helping us all out, we would love if you would leave a positive review for this podcast. We would love if you would share it with your friends, anybody that can benefit from it, because really when it comes down to it, we're building a community of people who believe that wealth is important and wealth is good and that um, are looking to make smart financial decisions and are looking to make the world a better place with their money. So if you have any questions about your money and how to handle your finances, you can always feel free to email me at david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com. And we hope that you're blessed. Thank you.